This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. The money pit is presented by Home Advisor, Pavestone, and Locktile. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you with your home improvement projects on this lovely summer weekend. It's a bit hot outside, but whether you're working in that heat or working inside or planning a project for the cooler weather ahead, give us a call and we'll help you do just that. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Coming up on today's program, severe summer storms can strike at any moment, no matter where you live. But if that happens, are you ready with emergency supplies and gear that you'll need at home, at work, or perhaps even in your car? We're going to have some tips on what you need at all three locations in just a bit. And if you're looking for a nice finishing touch for your kitchen, we're going to have some advice for designing and installing a beautiful new backsplash that can certainly spruce up the space. We just completed a big makeover at our money pit, and it all started with a new garage floor that was made of tile that you can install yourself. I'll tell you about that in just a bit. But first, we want to know what you are working on. Let us know what's going on at your money pit. No project, big or small, is too much for our team to help you tackle. We'd love to hear about it. We want to see what you're working on. You can always post your pictures in the community section. We are happy to lend a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 888 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now. Let's get started. Leslie, who's first? Henry in Illinois is taking on a driveway repair project. What can we do for you? Where my driveway meets the asphalt road uh, in front of my home, uh, right where the it meets, I have a hole farming there, and it's, uh, it's like goes down about like three to four inches deep and probably about four feet in diameter. And so uh, it turns out that when I turn my wheels uh, to turn into the driveway, well, uh, the left front wheel hits it and it kicks that rock out. And I and I put a new P-Rock in there and it just kicks it out too. So you have a P-Gravel driveway and the force of the car running it over and over and over again is, is sort of wearing away a hole. There is a solution for that, Henry, and that is what I'd like you to consider doing is pouring a concrete apron at the foot of the driveway. So what the concrete apron does, it doesn't have to be very big, across the entire driveway, maybe uh, two feet, maybe no more than three feet deep, but two feet will probably do. Uh, that concrete driveway then, uh, apron then serves as the entry point for those tires. 
So you hit that, you go over the concrete apron, and then you go into the pea gravel, and the edge of the concrete apron will retain, actually sort of the retaining wall for the pea gravel in the driveway. That's uh, the easiest way to stop that from happening. Otherwise, it's going to be a constant maintenance hassle for you to replace what is, was really just a very soft apron now with, with the uh, pea gravel coming right out and spilling out into the roadway. You'll also save a lot of stone in the winter when uh, the plows come by and start pushing that snow around. Okay. Hey, thank you very much. You're welcome, Henry. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now we've got Johanna from Michigan who wants to get out and enjoy the deck. How can we help you with that project? Hey, we're getting ready to put a deck in the back of our house. It's going to be about 20 by 20. And um, we're looking at the composite products. And in doing some research, I have come across some hair-raising images of black mold, chipping, cracking, uh, crumbling, and so on. And um, I would just like to get your opinion on the composite decking and if it truly holds up the way it says it does or if there are things we need to look out for. I think it absolutely does hold up. Um, Originally, the very first composite products that were out there had wood fiber in them as well as the plastics, and the wood fiber would tend to grow sometimes algae and things like that, and people didn't like that. I think it's a perception issue. If you think that there's zero maintenance, I'm never going to have to do anything at all. You're not going to find any product like that because even though it's composite, it's going to get dirty. It may grow um, a bit of algae and need to be cleaned once in a while. But uh, realistically, I think it's going to stand up a lot better than pressure treated. Let's give you an example. My son recently completed his Eagle Scout project about a year ago. And his project was to build a 30-foot bridge across the stream. And we chose for that project composite decking. This is going to be in a park. It's going to get lots and lots and lots of foot traffic. That's sped up now for a year, and it still looks as good as the day we put it down. So I think composite's a good choice. Stick with the name brand. You know, stick with uh, Trex, for example. Good product. Good history. And I think it's going to cut down on the maintenance uh, overall, and it's going to look terrific at the same time. You won't have to paint it and stain it and all that. Now, you realize that you do the framing of this is all done through standard pressure treated, right? Right, right. Um, and we will have benches and stuff built in, and, and we're going to use, I think, cedar for that. Okay. Well, I mean, you can use composite for the built-in benches, too. I mean, anything that's... That's going to be exposed like that. There's no reason not to use the composite. And it's a very sunny area, so... Um... Yeah, if you have a lot of sun, you really won't have a lot of problems with, with uh, mildew and algae growth because the sun is a very natural mildicide. It's usually the real shady decks that have the issues. Yeah, maybe there was a bad run at that time. And you know what? Composite has changed in the last five years, too. Okay, well, good. Thank you very much. All right, Johanna, good luck with that project, and let us know when the, when the party is, okay? Hey, it's, it's next Friday. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Don in Wisconsin's dealing with a window well retaining wall that's coming apart. Tell us what's going on. We have a window well retaining wall that has uh, have railroad ties in there been there for quite a few years and it started to deteriorate and uh i'm just uh, i've been trying to check in what to do and uh been told to try to use retaining blocks and put blocks on there and then you have to put some kind of a pea gravel in front of the block to hold the sand back because we have sand here it's a sand country and i'm not sure i never did this before and uh i was just wondering if it's something that 
a person because I'm handy to be able to do it myself, or is it something that you should actually have a professional landscapers do? At the highest part of the wall, from the distance between the ground and the top of the wall, how high is that? 32 inches. Okay, so it's fairly low to the ground. All right. I think this is a project you can do yourself. Uh, concrete blocks, the interlocking um, retaining wall blocks, are a terrific option because they're very easy to install. Because it's only 32 inches off the ground, it's not a lot of soil for you to deal with. You're going to take the wall apart one sort of area at a time and build the blocks as you go. The thing that's going to be different about the concrete blocks, though, is you're going to have to have them on a bit of a solid footing. Now, that's one that you might want to create yourself. You could probably create that at a stone that's well tamped down. But you've got to get them sat nice and level. You can't just put them right on the dirt, okay? And and then as, after you assemble them, then you can add the pea gravel behind it and the sand uh, behind that. But I do think that that's a good option, and it's going to be literally, if you do it right, you're going to get a lifetime's worth of satisfaction out of that because, of course, the blocks are not going to rot. Oh, okay. It sounds great. All right, Don, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor, the fast and easy way to find the best home service pros in your area. You can read reviews and book appointments online. It's all free at homeadvisor.com. Still ahead, severe summer storms can come out of nowhere. Are you ready no matter where you live? Emergency preparedness for home, work, or car after this. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Pit is presented by Quickcrete Fast Setting Concrete Mix in the red bag. Make your next outdoor concrete project quick and easy. Quickcrete Fast Setting Concrete Mix. Look for it in the red bag. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your DIY dilemma. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Now we've got Terry in Pennsylvania on the line who's got a gutter issue. Tell us what's going on. I have white aluminum gutters, and on the gutters that face the southern exposure, um, the fa- the part of the gutter that faces out is turning black, and there's like where the water runs off it. Right. Um, it's like a dark gray and um, just water drips 
all along the face of the gutter. So does it seem like the gutters were overflowing and the water is coming over the top and getting these sort of drip marks? Is that what's going on? Well, yeah, I have it. what's called like a gutter insert to keep the leads out. Uh-huh. And I know that, well, I'm pretty sure that that's not causing it because I had the same problem when I lived on Long Island and it was only the gutters that faced south. And on Long Island, we had a... Um, a white aluminum top to the gutter to keep the leaves out. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the water would roll off of that and then go into the, um, it would be caught into the gutter. So it's a different type of leaf system, but I'm still having the same black drip. Right. Okay. So first of all, I would make sure that the gutters are not blocked and that water isn't backing up and overflowing that particular gutter so that, because that water rolling over the top of it can get behind it and can rot out your fascia. The dark stains are probably from the water and tree sap and everything else that gets into those gutters. The gutters also fade quite easily. The paint wears off and fades quite easily. So I don't think it's a stain that you're going to actually have to have to be able to clean. I think what you're going to end up having to do here, Terry, is repaint those gutters. So what I would do is I would wash them down with a trisodium phosphate, get as much of that gunk off, then I would prime them and I would paint them again. But just but do make sure they're not clogged because that can be leading to the problem. Right, yeah. No, they're definitely not clogged and um and I've tried scrubbing it, the ones that aren't aren't on the second story where it's worse, but the ones that are on the first story tried cleaning it with like a fantastic and it bleaches the stain a little bit but i didn't realize that the aluminum gutters was it like a hydrostatic or electrostatic painting process what happens is and you'll see this if you take the gutter and you wipe your hand over it you'll probably get some white paint that will come off it oxidizes because it's exposed to uv and so then the paint doesn't tend to last uh, more than maybe 10 years or so on an aluminum gutter so i think though if you clean off as much of the stain as you can prime it and paint it It'll look great. All right, great. I'll give it a try. Terry, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, summer storms can strike without warning. One moment you're comfortable, the next you're worried about how long you can get by with what you've got. Now, when the forecast calls for severe weather, it's important to make sure that you're ready for the storm, whether you're at home, at work, or in the car. Now, a well-stocked emergency kit is the first step. It's really essential to any place you or your loved ones are going to spend some time. Think about what every family member needs to get by for a few days without power or even water. Keep those emergency items in one spot in your home and make sure everybody knows where to find them. We're talking about stuff like food, water, medicine, toiletries, survival tools like flashlights and tents and tarps, and those extra batteries. And you've got to remember that emergencies can strike when you're not at home. At work, you should keep a supply of water, food, toiletries, and medicines in close range. And you want to be sure to have comfortable sneakers within reach, too, in case the evacuation requires a lot of walking. And finally, don't forget your vehicle. You want to keep jumper cables, flashlights, and shovels in your trunk. And also think about keeping some water, some food, blankets, things that are going to keep you comfortable in case you're stranded. Another good idea is to install a stand standby generator or whole house generator, which is a permanent generator installed outside your house and it'll come on automatically within seconds of a power outage. I'll tell you what, we had to live through Hurricane Sandy and had no power for about three weeks. And if it wasn't for that generator, I think uh, we would have probably left home. (laughs) But with that generator, (laughs) we were able to stay here uh, and uh, keep on with our lives and help our friends and families and neighbors out as well, because we were pretty much the only house on the street that had power for that whole time. All right, now up, we've got Paul calling in from Tennessee, who's got an issue with a water pump. Tell us what's going on. I'm getting some air in this well water. The well is uh, uh, six and a half years old, as is the house, and it goes down 350 feet. 
and the casing goes down 105 feet where they grouted it. When they first put it in, uh, I was bothered by the amount of turbidity I had in it, and I was changing the whole house filter about once a week. And uh, I went back to the drilling company, and they said, well, it'll take about three months to quit that. Well, it was 36 months. <laughs> and then after about four years, I started getting some water hammer in the cold water, particularly in the uh, the basement, although upstairs it'll do it too. But then um, I, I'm getting air out of the faucets uh, upstairs, uh, and it's collecting air from somewhere, and I can't figure out where. And as far as I know, the well tank with the bladder in it, the 40 pounds of air pressure over a bladder, that seems to be okay, Tom. Okay, yeah, that was the first thing I was going to think, that if you had a leak leak in that bladder tank, that that would cause that. Um, other possible causes are bad siphons, but I'm not quite sure how you could test that without having all the gear that you would need. Have you had the well company come back and take another look at this, specifically for the air bubble problem? No, uh, because it's it's been quite a while, and they the guy they used to have there at the company in the daytime didn't seem to know much about it. In fact, when he told me three months it was going to clear up and it was 36 months, I, I, I thought maybe I'm talking to the wrong guy, but I <laughs> haven't gotten a hold of him. Well, he told you three months because his warranty was 90 days, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul, obviously we're getting air into that system, and if it's not coming through the bladder tank, I'm not quite sure where it's coming in, and I think you're going to have to get a well expert there, a real expert that understands these things, uh, and, and try to see if there's any way they can determine exactly how the air is getting in. Do you have another well company that you might try? Yeah, there's uh, several of them here because this area is very rural, right at the edge of the Smokies. I would try another well company because you didn't have good luck with the first one and see if you can get to the bottom of it. But I agree with you. If it's not the tank, it's it, it more, more likely it's the pump. Okay. Well, very good, and thank you. I will try someone near local then and see if they can dope it out. All right, Paul, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Dixie in Illinois has a question regarding a crack in the basement and the possibility of it caving in. Um, Dixie, are you calling us from like a pile of rubble, or are you just <laughs> concerned? I'm actually concerned um, because uh, it started out with just hairline um cracks you know following along the concrete blocks and there's there's cracks in each corner of the foundation above ground as well as these cracks in the walls below in the basement but the uh, cracks are getting bigger and bigger i mean there's some of them that are gaping you know like i want to even say an inch and a half two inches um you have you have an inch and a half crack you mean width it's open an inch and a half well they are well the you can't see through the crack but the walls are bending in. We've even put, like, reinforcements. All right, so so horizontally, like the cracks are horizontal and they're bending in, Dixie? The, most of the ones that are bending in are horizontal, yes. But the cracks do go up and down as well. All right, so you need to immediately contact a structural engineer and have the foundation inspected. This sounds serious. Uh, I can tell you that typically horizontal cracks are caused by frost heave where the drainage conditions are 
pour at the outside of the house, water collects there, soil freezes and pushes in. But you have that many cracks and those cracks are, are, are that significant. You need not a contractor. I want you to find a structural engineer. You're just hiring this guy to inspect the home and prepare a report uh, discussing the condition of the foundation. And if repairs are needed, the engineer should uh, specify those repairs. Then you can bring a contractor in to follow the engineer's specification and make the repairs. And then finally, make sure you bring the structural engineer back to inspect and certify that they were done correctly. Because at this point, uh, unless you follow those steps just like that, you're going to have a serious deficit to the home value. So that's why if you have it inspected by a structural engineer, repaired by a contractor per the engineer's specs, and certified by the engineer as okay, you have kind of a pedigree for that repair you can pass on to future home buyers. Okay, does that make sense? Okay. About how do, how do you find a structural engineer? So there'll be local engineering companies. Um, you could also check the website for the American Society of Home Inspectors, ASHI, A-S-H-I dot org. Now, those guys will not necessarily be a structural engineer, but there may be an engineer among them that's also a home inspector. All right. Thank you very much, Dixie. I hope that helps you out. You can reach us here anytime at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. You can find top-rated home service pros and book appointments online all for free. Up next, are you looking for a design touch that makes a splash? Well, a backsplash does that and more. We're going to share some tips for designing and adding one to your kitchen when the Money Pit continues. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. 
Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Hey, how's that air conditioning working? If it's feeling like it's not working too well, here's a quick tip on how you can determine if it needs more refrigerant. Just measure the temperature of the air that's going out the register and the temperature going back in to the system. Now, if the air between the supply and return is 15 to 20 degrees difference, well, that's normal. But if it's less than that, then that means you may need to call the serviceman to have some additional refrigerant added. Because if you don't, it's going to have to run longer to do the same thing. And if it gets really hot, it's just not going to do it at all. Jack in New York needs some help with the crawl space. What can we do for you? Well, I had of a, an area that is, was a crawl space, and uh, we dug it out. And uh, so it's, we have about a seven-foot ceiling now. And I put some gravel in it, and I wasn't going to do anything, but now I want to expand my shop, and I don't really have access to where I can, you know, uh, put concrete in it. Now, I was wondering if you would have any uh, ideas. Well, first of all, Jack, uh, since you dug it out down to seven feet, how did you support the soil under the foundation wall? We left a, we left a step. Uh, this this dirt that was in there was is so compact that uh, it was almost impossible to dig it out. So we weren't too huh. worried, but we did leave a step around the foundation. Okay. The footer. Right. Uh, there was about two and a half foot. Uh, we, we went about two and a half foot below the footer. That's what we what we call in our part of the country a Yankee basement, <laughs> where it's uh, it's dug out. It's not, it's not a joke. That's actually what they call it. They call it a Yankee basement, or well, sometimes a root cellar. Where basically you take the uh, interior perimeter of the foundation wall, move in about two and a half three feet, and then dig down there. So you leave this like sort of berm of soil to support the the foundation that's uh, that's under the foot. Support the foundation that's under the foot. So um, options for cleaning for, for finishing that floor. Why can't you get concrete into the floor? Because in, you know most times there would be a situation where they'd set up a chute that goes right through a window and pour some concrete into that floor. That's clearly the easiest way uh, and fastest way to create a floor in a basement. Yeah, I agree with you. But I, I really right to tying the the expense for the concrete and uh, having a you know, doing the whole project would be pretty pretty pricey. How big is the floor area? Well, it's about uh, 25 by 15, and then with a 8 by 8 uh, jut to, on one end of it. So it's L-shaped, basically. Well, I, I don't have any quick ideas on how to create a, a hard surface flooring when you don't want to put concrete down there. You, you could frame something, but I mean, uh, it would be very temporary. I, I would really prefer that you put concrete. Now, you don't have to do, you know, you have to do, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be six inches thick. It could be, you know, four inches thick and, and poured in sections. But I really think you should just budget for and, and use concrete down there because anything else you do is going to be very substandard. It's not going to contribute to the value of your house. I hear you. Yeah, it sounds... Sounds like the foot I was afraid I was going to hear. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, you you got you got all the hard work done digging it out. You know, I would just budget for and save up for for some concrete. Uh, you know, get a mason to help you, or get somebody that's used to finishing concrete, and uh, get it all poured and it'll be done. It'll be done in a day. Oh yeah, sure. It has to be done in a day because the concrete's going to cure. <laughs> all right, Jack. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. 
Well, everybody certainly loves to spend most of their time at home in the kitchen. It tends to be the heart of the home and a place where everybody socializes. But maybe it's not looking as great as you would like it to. And there are a few ways that you can change the look without spending a ton of cash. First of all, backsplashes. These are the panels above sinks and stoves that protect your wall from splashes and food. But they can also be a great space for design. So let's focus here on creating the kitchen of your dreams with a huge design change. That's your backsplash. Now, They've been around for as long as kitchens, but in the last decade, we've seen a leap in unique patterns and designs that backsplashes can take on. Now, among the most popular look are tile backsplashes, which can add sophistication at a fraction of the cost of most major design upgrades. So let's start with some of the practical considerations for deciding whether tile is a good material for backsplash for you or not. A few things to consider. First of all, is it important to you that it's easy to clean or that it looks a certain way? So, for example, you've got some choices, ceramic and porcelain tiles. Very easy to clean, but natural stone, not so much. It's porous, it's prone to chipping, it's a lot harder to clean. And then you have the individual tiles or the tiles that come on the mesh-backed sheets. Those mesh-backed sheet tiles that contain a few dozen tiles make installation easier, but they may limit your design options and they're going to need a lot more grout, which is another cleaning issue we'll get to in just a minute. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got to consider design. What do you want this backsplash to look like? How do you want to accomplish it? Is a focal point key to what your design plans are? Well, if it is and you're using the most expensive tile, consider only using it in one spot, like maybe over the stove, where you can really create a focal point, use that expensive tile wisely in a way that's going to get a lot of attention, and then fill in the area with a less expensive tile. I mean, it's really going to increase that visual impact on the piece that you've spent a lot of money on without sort of spending all that money for it just all to look really lovely and maybe not seem so special. And you can get some great tiles at a very reasonable price that's not going to kill your budget and really showcase this beautiful area. You've also got to consider how much space am I tiling? If you've got a ton of backsplash or maybe you're doing the whole area above the stove to the ceiling, you really have to think about How are you going to use it? You don't want that tile to make your space look smaller. You can use a different tile that'll make the space seem bigger. You've got to consider all of these things and how you lay out the tile to really you know, decide how your space is going to feel. And don't forget, you can lay your tile out in an interesting pattern. Herringbone, offset, stacked. There's a lot of different ways that you can use the tile that will change the feel of the space. So experiment with a little bit. Get samples and put them up in a space that you know, gives you a sense of what it's going to be. Okay, now let's talk about grout. That is the bane of so many of our existences when it comes to cleaning because it gets dirty so fast and it's so hard to get clean again. You can make this process a little bit easier if you take some steps ahead of time. First of all, if you use sanded or unsanded grout, they're both pretty porous types of grout and the stains are going to soak right in. So with that kind of grout, you've got to seal it. But the other option is epoxy grout or cement-based grout, and this is less porous and it's easier to keep clean. So think through that before you choose your grout and you'll save yourself hours upon hours of cleaning uh, after you get that tile up and start to enjoy it. Yeah. And remember, grout also involves choosing the color. A darker color might not need to be cleaned as often, hint, 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 but also as a contrast to the tile. Lots of choices. That's why those grout little pieces come in samples as well. Take a look and decide the look that you want. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Call us right now with your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor. You can find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire a pro and instantly book one of HomeAdvisor's top-rated pros for free. 
just ahead. Would you like a beautiful new floor in your garage, basement, or even your workspace that's incredibly tough but is as easy to put down as assembling a puzzle? Well, Loctile is a product that does just that, and we just use it for a makeover at the Money Pits Workshop. We're going to share those details and tell you where you can see a time-lapse video of the entire project after this. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. The Money Pit is brought to you by Sense. The Sense Smart Home Energy Monitor works like a fitness tracker, telling you what's on in your home and how much it costs, so you can save electricity and money. Learn more at sense.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Never worry about overpaying for a job. Just use HomeAdvisor's true cost guide to see what others paid for a similar project. That's all for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Now we've got Kathleen in Illinois on the line, and she's got a question about a vaulted ceiling. What can we do for you? I'm calling about a renovation project that we are trying to do on a three-season sun porch, and it's like a 12-by-27 room. We did tackle doing window replacement by ourselves, and we managed to do that. They're vinyl-clad windows, the tilt-in kind and everything. But the ceiling right now is like 12-inch tiles that are like they seem to be glued up to the ceiling. They're not on a grid system. You know, they're just up there. And we want to put um, faux tin ceilings. And we're wondering if that's a project that we could tackle or is that something best left to professionals or, um, you know, we're looking for your advice. The We had some um, damage from rain on the roof and we've had the roof replaced. But I even, like, painted over where the water stains were with that Zuzer stain stop. And um, you can still see that, you know, it it did not cover it. So we need to change the ceiling. Hey, you know, they make these tiles that are a drop ceiling type of a tile that looks just like tin. Have you seen those, Kathleen? Yes, we have. And we thought that those were very cool. And we didn't know, like, do you think just like... um, 
you know, liquid nails or something to put it up over these existing tiles. What's underneath the tiles? Uh, plywood sheathing? I don't know. It, it feels really solid, you know, when I, when you push out. I would try to figure out what's underneath it. You could take some pieces of the old tiles apart, see how thick that is. I would prefer to have a mechanical attachment like a, like a, a staple or something like that than just simply the glue. The glue's okay. I mean, I would use liquid nails and something else. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you, and you don't think it would like, you know, I don't want it to look uneven. You know how they, you see sometimes those grid systems where the tiles kind of, you know, droop and swoop and look. No, if it's done really well, it looks great. I mean, we've seen them at really high-end decor uh, showrooms where you, you have some really upscale decorating done, and they look fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Good luck with that project, Kathleen, and thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, this past weekend, it was time for us to take on a project here at the Money Pit, which was to update the floor in our workshop. Now, this is a concrete slab, and it's a project I had actually been putting off for quite a while because I was thinking I was going to add a new epoxy floor finish, which is super popular now, but I knew it was going to be a ton of work, mostly because to do it right, you'd actually have to grind off the old finish off the concrete slab, which is a really big job. Running a concrete grinder and just putting in many hours of getting rid of that old finish is just a ton of work. But fortunately, though, I found a better alternative, and I'm going to tell you, I could not be happier with the result. The product we used is called Lock Tile, and it's an interlocking and very hard-wearing do-it-yourself flooring system. Now, it's made from 100% recycled materials, and it pretty much can instantly and very easily transform any space within hours. Yeah, you know, the lock tiles are about 20 inches square, and they've got an attractive finish, which makes them easy to clean. The perimeter of each tile has an interlocking edge. It's kind of like a big puzzle piece. So to install them, all you have to basically do is put the puzzle together by laying them down side by side. They come in so many different colors that you can come up with your very own pattern, which is exactly what we did. In fact, if you go to the Money Pits Facebook page, we've got a time-lapse video up now of the entire project. Now, lock tiles are great for garages, your workspaces, even your basement. And the best part is you can install them over a floor if it's cracked or uneven or any sort of existing flooring. No glue or professional labor is required. Plus, they're easy to clean and stain resistant. Check out Lock Tiles at LockTileUSA.com. I am so happy that we discovered this product. The workshop looks better than ever, and we got the entire project done in just a few hours. Again, that's LockTileUSA.com, or you can call them at 888-LOCKTILE. That's 888-562-5845. Lock Tile. Great product. Great ideas. So glad we used them. Remember, we're here for you for all your home repair or home improvement questions 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, are you getting ready for a paint project and wondering what type of finish will be easiest to clean? We'll discuss the options when the Money Pit continues. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh, 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 
Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now, or post your question to the Money Pit's community page at MoneyPit.com, just like Julie did in Nebraska, who's got a very good question. That's right. Julie writes, I'm a new first-time homeowner. I'm going to change all the paint colors inside, and I can't figure out what finish to use. I have kids who love to make messes. What finish is the easiest to clean? Well, yeah, welcome to a, the club, lady. Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I think people get messed up by this because you got like, what, four different types of finishes. Let's think about it. You got flat, you got high gloss, you got semi-gloss, and then you have this sort of in-between weird one called eggshell, right? That's the best one. So where do you fall on this? I mean, personally, in my designer life, I love eggshell. I think it gives the paint like a velvety texture. It's gorgeous, but it's not easy to clean. I mean, you can clean it, but it's you're not going to be happy with what it does to the finish. So I think in a house with kids, I go with a mat or a scrubbable flat just because I don't like anything with a lot of sheen. I I don't like a semi-gloss or a gloss unless it's a a trim or, you know, a watery space. So for me, I go flat or a scrubbable mat. Now, a lot of this really has to do, though, with the quality of the paint. I mean, it's kind of where the rubber hits the road. If you're not using good paint, it's a lot harder to clean it. In fact, you may not be able to clean it. You tend to wipe the finish off. If you're using very good paint, it's got more body to it. It's got more uh, additives, which make it sort of stand up to the abrasion that, that would happen if you're just rubbing it with a rag or even a magic eraser. You definitely see a big difference. So buy good quality paint and then choose that sheen carefully. Unless, like you said, I really don't have much use for high gloss paints, but semi gloss is my sort of go to for like trim. Trim, and exactly. I, and any surface that needs like any kind of durability, like a cabinet door or something like that, I would probably use a semi gloss or maybe a high gloss with that. Um, but if I wanted super durability, especially on cabinets, I might even use one that's solvent based over latex just because it's a harder finish. Mm hmm. But I mean, for me, I super love an eggshell finish on a wall. But you're right. With eggshell, regardless of the quality, it does change the consistency when you clean it a little bit. And so I've got kids, so I'm constantly cleaning the walls. So that doesn't work for me in my home. In my bedroom, I've got eggshell paint, and I love it. I wouldn't put it anywhere else, though. All right, Julie in Nebraska, hope that helps you out. All right, next up, we've got a question here from Jim in Ohio, who's noticing that his sprinklers are spending a lot more time watering the sidewalk than the lawn. Is there a way to adjust this? Yeah, the only thing that grows when you water your sidewalk is the size of your water bill, right? (laughs) You know, I saw something like this, too. Um, We were actually having some moisture in the basement, and we were wondering why that was happening. Now, we had had a lot of rain, but my gutters are adjusted perfectly. All the water's discharging away. I'm thinking, how is it possible the water's getting in the basement? Till one night, I was up late, and I heard the sprinklers hitting the sidewall of the house. I'm like, ah, that's the reason right there, because I was basically you know, misdirecting the sprinklers. So, yes, the sprinkler heads can be adjusted. Jim, they need to be pointed out away from those walls and away from those sidewalks. And that is definitely something that you can do or you can have a pro do. You should be done at the time the system is set up, you know, in the spring so that they're aimed properly. But if they're not or if they got out of whack, it's definitely something that's important to do so that you don't drive up the cost of that water or cause other problems that I experienced with water in the basement. Yeah. Save your money. And when you want to splurge on water usage, make it a sprinkler for the kids. Have some fun. (laughs) 
Well, hey, thank you so much for spending this part of the beautiful summer weekend with us. We're so glad you're here. If you've got questions on projects you're working on now or projects you're thinking about tackling in the future or ones that you have put off tackling because you just didn't know where to begin, you can reach us 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT. Post your questions to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moneypit or post your question online to the Money Pit's website at moneypit.com. There are lots of ways to get in touch with us and we'd love to help you get your projects done. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.